Hopefully more people will show up at 6.30. I don't know. If not, it'll be, you know, all of us watching this movie. Uh, so tonight we are clearly watching Arthur. Uh, now this is a remake, so don't walk around telling people you saw the original, because you didn't, unless you've actually seen the original. Uh, nice. Is it good? I really wanted to watch it, but I just didn't get around to it. Um, the original came out in 1981. It starred Dudley Moore. Uh, actually, this movie came out almost 30 years to the day of the original Arthur. Uh, lots of people say that it does not measure up to the original Arthur, but lots of people say that about lots of things. Uh, you know, the original fun with Dick and Jane is better than the one with Jim Carrey, which probably not. It's got Jim Carrey in it. Uh, the original Italian job is better than the new Italian job. The original Ocean's Eleven is better than the new Ocean's Eleven. The original Mustang is better than the new Mustang. I don't know who can say these things. Who knows? Um, but we can say that both of these films, the, that Arthur and this Arthur, are not complicated films at all there's not really a huge like underlying deep thing like if you watch batman and it, you heard aaron talk about batman batman you're like wow that's deep uh you're not gonna get that with arthur it's just not gonna happen uh i really liked this movie i thought it was hilarious i thought it was funny it's a little racy it's got russell brand he is a you know kind of a racy dude um aaron hated it uh he watched it today and he's like i hate that movie and um, i was like well sorry um so don't go into the movie uh with high expectations don't go into the movie uh expecting to fall in love with any of the characters because you probably won't uh you know don't expect a, a super gripping plot uh those kinds of things what you can expect from this movie is a very biblical principle is uh that everyone is the bad guy and Jesus is the good guy. There are no good guys. There is Jesus and the rest of us. Um, so be thinking about that as this movie is playing. Uh, now, this one, Arthur 2011, was directed by Jason Weiner, uh, who also directed the pilot and most of the first season of the TV show called Modern Family. Uh, if you've seen Modern Family, you're probably like, oh, yeah, oh, that, that show's pretty cool. Uh, he won a bunch of awards for his directing that first season. This is his first movie that he directed, and he won zero awards for this. Uh, the main character, Arthur, is played by Russell Brand, as I said. He's a stand-up comedian. Uh, he says that is his passion, that just stand-up comedian doing that is his passion, but he will do some films. Uh, he was in a few other films, like Get Him Into the Greek. That was probably this one, and that one were probably his biggest films. He was actually in the animated film Hop, and if you saw Despicable Me, he actually played like the crazy old guy in the wheelchair. That was also Russell Brand. Um, couple interesting things about Russell Brand. He's English and he's married to Katy Perry. That's all I got on him. Not too much interesting about him. Uh, Helen Murr does play the role of Hobsinth. Uh, now, this part was originally written, wrote for a man. Uh, a lot of people say that she is the redeeming quality about this movie, that she really saved this movie. Uh, we also see a few some like familiar faces like 
No, Jennifer Gardner. Uh, now, Arthur states that his dad died at the age of 44. Uh, this is in homage to, to Steve Gordon, who directed the original Arthur, who died at age 44. Uh, Naomi mentions that her favorite place to shoplift is a place I have never heard of, uh, Bendorf Goodman's Department Store. It sounds like seven different department stores to me. I don't know. Uh, but when we meet Linda and the original Arthur, uh, that's where she's actually shoplifting a tie. Uh, now, Ben Gibbard, I don't know if you guys know who Death Cab for Cutie is. I really like Death Cab for Cutie. I went and saw them a while ago. But he's the front man for Death Cab, and he wrote two songs specifically for this movie, recorded them for this movie. This is pretty much the only place you will hear them and on the soundtrack. Now, don't ask me why they didn't ask Katy Perry to do something for it. Maybe they wanted real music. Maybe they didn't want to hear about kissing girls and Daisy Dukes. I don't know. Um, but so he recorded a couple uh, good songs. If you kind of hear acoustic music, softer voice, um, that's him, guy from Death Cab for Cutie. There is some free popcorn in the back if you would like some popcorn. I guess there's some free cookies, too. I guess we could move those to that table because, I mean... It's us. Uh, uh, like I said, this movie is rated PG-13, so uh, for those of you who are 13, watch out, if you know. Okay, uh, that's all I got, and so let's uh, let's watch it, and then we'll talk about it after. That's Arthur. Pretty pretty cool. Um, well, for you people that you know showed up halfway through, uh, we're doing film and theology because Dave Kraft spoke this morning, and and was like. Let's just do a film of theology because we don't want to cancel Sunday night a few weeks in a row. So whatever, that's what, that's what we're doing. Um, I, re I think that movie's funny. I don't know why Aaron hates it, but actually I do see why Aaron hates it. It's kind of frustrating. Um, he's a frustrating dude. If you were frustrated throughout the movie, totally normal. Um, I just want to talk to you guys uh, real quick about a few things that I saw in the movie that, that really uh, – actually, it was really funny. I, I came – uh, to church tonight, and Aaron's like, okay, I just watched Arthur. What are you going to talk about? I was like, oh, okay, well, let me tell you. Um, and uh, there's a couple of things that I saw on Arthur. The first was uh, his transformation from being a child to becoming a man. I don't really think he grew up that much. I mean, he grew up a little bit just because you're an alcoholic. Like, not an alcoholic anymore doesn't make you a man. A few other things kind of tie into that. Uh, second thing I saw was his honesty. He, he becomes much more honest and, and values those things. And the third thing as I saw is that everything was a bad, everyone in the story was a bad guy. Uh, now, the last time I did film and theology, I talked about Iron Man. And uh, Iron Man and this movie have a lot in common, very kind of similar characters. Uh, one is a super genius. One probably couldn't pass a high school exit exam. Uh, but it's two stories of, of, of people growing up, of of men or little boys in a man's body growing up and I'm seeing more and more that that's a very common theme in movies and surprisingly most of them are comedies uh, now let's just discuss that now uh, it is not funny uh, in real life that would not be funny uh, Arthur wouldn't be funny no one would laugh at his drunkenness uh, no one would laugh at him spending a hundred grand on a spoon uh, no one would laugh at him crashing the Batmobile you got to have respect for the Batmobile. That's just ridiculous. Um, no normal girl would date him. Uh, no one would find him funny or, or amusing in real life. Yeah, that's kind of our culture's view of, 
of men. It's a very real mindset that a lot of people have and that a lot of guys in our culture want. They want this life. That is their mindset, their view of masculinity. Now, being a man is not treating women like objects and then throwing them back in the toy chest and finding a new one when you get bored. I mean, he doesn't take responsibility. He's not moving out of his parents' house. Um, he's not doing anything. He's not working a job or keeping a job. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that people who have this view get really mad when you treat them like the child they are. It's like you're acting like a child. Clearly, other adults see that you're a child, so we're going to treat you like a child. And they go, oh, I'm offended. How could you not do that? I'm 18. I'm 21. I'm 25. I go to college. I'm a man. Being a man is not when you hit a certain age. Manhood's not defined by an age. It's defined by a lifestyle. And by God's grace, hopefully, uh, we see that and understand that and strive for that. Uh, James 3.16 says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder of every practice. Or, or of every evil practice, sorry. Uh, we as guys in this room cannot take this view of, of manhood because it's not. It's not a view of manhood. We can't act as children and expect those around us to treat us like adults. If you want to be treated as a man, you have to prove yourself as a man. And that's not a right that comes with age. It's a privilege to be earned. Um, Arthur sees that and tries to start earning that privilege of being a man. Uh, in Arthur's trip to manhood, I think he realizes uh, a couple things besides from growing up and taking responsibility. He's something, something that he's forgotten, which is money cannot buy you love. Uh, you see over and over he's trying to buy love. He's trying to buy love from those around him. He's trying to buy Naomi's love. And Naomi's like, it's not about money. It's not about money. He tries over and over again. I'm going to clear out, you know, this huge place for you. And then in the middle of it, we can go to Paris right now. She's like, it's, it's not about that. That's why her date idea is, is like, let's go to my house and let's have food very simple. It's not about money. So she takes him back and makes him saucy-o's. It's like not even the legitimate SpaghettiOs. That's ridiculous. Um, and, and, and he's blown away by it. it. It's simple. It's good. It's wonderful. But he still doesn't get it. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is him telling Naomi that he's engaged. And, and it's a very awkward thing. And he goes, I'm trapped by the money. <laughs> Probably a problem none of us will have. And, and, you know, she jokes with him. Oh, well, let's have a telethon. And, and, and you know, we can relieve you of the suffering of being trapped by billions of dollars. Um, if you think it'll help. But, uh, but at the end of that, he offers her money. It's a payment. It's please don't be mad at me. Please don't leave me. I want to stay here a little bit more. Here's some money. Let me stay. He's under the impression he can buy her love. Money cannot buy love. We cannot earn it. We cannot work for it. I mean, yes, he bought a servant. Yes, he bought a nanny. The nanny, in turn, grew to love him, but it wasn't because of all the money he had. And I see this in us a lot. We try this. We try and buy love. We try and buy God's love. We try and earn God's love. And what I see with Arthur is is slowly throughout the thing, he, he starts to get this idea where he has to risk it. And, and so finally on his wedding day, he risks everything. He risks his money. He risks losing everything that he built for himself thus far. And, and that's what he does for a very short period. He, he loses everything. Everything's gone. Everything he built for himself is gone. 
And in that time, that's when he finds who he truly is. He finds more value in relationships and growing up and in love than he does in anything that he could buy with money. And here's what I think it comes down to. Are we willing to risk? Are we willing to risk what we have built for ourselves thus far? Are we willing to give up on all the junk and all our sin and all the, all the stuff that we've compiled, compiled to build our lives on? Are we willing to risk giving all that up to finding value in Christ, to moving on to a new life in and through him? Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 says, uh, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. And that doesn't mean it gets easier, but it does get better. Better because you get a glimpse of what love is. Better because you understand what Christ has done for you, for me, for us. And now we get to move on into a new life through him. Forgiveness and repentance from our, la from our past sins. This is something Arthur never really understands. And this is something that we forget so much. That there is forgiveness and there is new creation in Christ that cannot be earned, that cannot be bought. Uh, and the last thing that I saw was everyone is a bad guy in this movie. Uh, we can agree that Arthur's mom, Vivian, is, is a terrible person. Uh, we can agree that Susan is a terrible person. Um, but what about Naomi? I mean, she's so sweet and bubbly and just so cute. And no, I mean, she makes her living by doing illegal things. Like, I, I don't know how that's really good uh she falls for this man child guy it's like cool it's a sweet but also it's like why would you go out with him why would you want to be with that guy it, it don't i don't really get it and, and it seems like she finds someone who needs her care i mean she's so used to caring for her dad that now she can care for arthur and, and she doesn't say that in the film but but in real life that's how it would go i'm so used to taking care of you that are of someone that now i'm going to take care of you because you're broken and you need fixing and i can do that it's not how it goes um also hobson uh hobson seems like the sweetest character super good but not really i, I mean she raised arthur that was her job to raise this kid and he turned out like that i mean she didn't say no to anything she, she bossed him around but she never taught him anything of importance it was just no you have to step out of the rink and you can't go see kanye west that's not happening which i loved that um she never said no to any of the stupid things that he did she was hired by Vivian to be his nanny. It wasn't like this weird Batman-Alfred relationship where Batman is technically Alfred's boss. It was Vivian's your boss, and, and, and your job is to take care of Arthur. He is not your boss. And yet she started treating him like that. It, it was terrible. Everyone in this movie is a bad guy, and that's something that we need to realize, is that we are all also in that same boat. We are all bad guys. We spend so much time thinking that we're good, convincing people that we're good guys. We say, look at all the good I've done. Look at all the good that I can do. Look how much I've done. Yet we never talk about the bad. We rarely confess sin to each other. We rarely repent. We see we need to get to a point where we see ourselves as Arthur. We need to see our foolishness and then repent of that foolishness. See, our dad is a good dad. 
our dad doesn't give unlimited resources to people to just waste them. Uh, Matthew seven eleven says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father, will your father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God is a father, and he doesn't just keep giving us life and blessing us so that we can go waste it. He is a good dad who corrects his children and actually loves us. And he calls us to so much more, so much more than just sitting around, so much more than what the earth can offer us, so much more than worldly desires, so much more than what money can buy. He gives us a mission and he gives us a purpose. Now, that doesn't mean that that we are great. It means that he is great and we should be about making his name great. Uh, We have to understand that everyone in this movie was a bad guy. We have to understand that we are all bad guys and there is one good guy and we are all in need of his repentance, are all in need of his forgiveness. We all need to repent and just attach ourselves to him because he is the good guy. We cannot go on living like Arthur thinking there is something that we can buy. There's more to life than than money. There's more to life than staying a child. There is real love and real relationship in Christ. Um, Those are the things that I noted from that movie. Hi, Aaron. Um, I'm going to pray real quick, and then we can get out of here. It's a little bit later than... You know, we were expecting, but will you guys just pray with me real quick? Um, God, we just thank you for a film. We thank you for, for simple films like Arthur, uh, films that make us laugh and, and really kind of get us thinking. Um, God, I pray that we would be a people who realize that you are good, uh, that, that we are in need of forgiveness. We are in need of grace um, because we are all bad. God, we thank you for giving that and, and for making us new. Uh, Let us be a people who focus on that and who focus on the good that you bring to our lives um, and don't get caught up in what the world can offer us, but that we would be your children because you're good children who listen to you, who follow you because you are good to us and because you are a good father. God, be with us uh, this week and in Jesus' name, amen. Cool. See you next week.